This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Social media at mainlyplants. You can get a hold of me through their direct message or through the website, or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. For your Amazon shopping needs, head to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. Takes you right to Amazon. Uh, doesn't uh, make any difference to you on your end, but it uh, it helps me keep the podcast free for y'all. If you haven't yet, please take a second to go rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That helps me out a ton. And if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. That helps also. So, uh, having said that, housekeeping out of the way. You guys all know about the t-shirts and everything. If you don't, you can email me if you're interested in some sweet t-shirts. Um, this week, talking about... My dog just woke up. Talking about endocrine disruptors. Okay. Now, endocrine disruptors are compounds that can interfere with the body's hormone system. Now, the consumption of animal products may cause an increase of the hormone IGF-1, which we've talked about before, and that can increase um, cancer risk progression. Um, but there's there's another risk to it, and we're kind of going to get into that a little bit. Endocrine disrupting chemical pollutants can be found in meat and fish, even organic, and may be linked to early onset puberty, increased obesity risk, and lower testosterone levels. Now, a study of Korean children found that seafood and processed meat seem to be the main culprits, and they think that it may be the endocrine disrupting industrial chemicals that build up in the meat fish in particular, like the dioxins and PCBs, um, which may be what's doing it. Okay. Um, And then you have lower testosterone levels, which no one really wants if you want to be healthy and have um, appropriate hormone levels. Um, There is a consistent link between diet and premature puberty, and it's been linked to animal protein consumption, which I've talked about um, many a times in the podcast. Um, however, over the last three decades, human exposure to pollutants has affected our bodies greatly. Now, recent reports found significant associations between exposure to environmental pollutants and sexual maturation. Now, this was done over in Europe. Now, in the U.S., a similar similar relationship was found with um, flame-retardant chemicals, for example, which are mostly found in poultry and fish. Um, so, you know, in the U.S., the increase went from virtually non-existent to almost everyone carrying some form of these, some levels of these around now. They appear to have multiple adverse effects. But of all the potential toxicities, endocrine disruption, meaning hormone disruption, okay, endocrine system is your hormone system, um, may be the main concern in children. Girls with the most circulating in their bloodstream appear to up to 10 times more likely to start their periods early. But since these chemicals are mostly found concentrated in fish and chicken, um, maybe the level of these chemicals in their bloodstreams is just kind of a proxy for their meat consumption. Now, whatever the reason, Animal protein intake is associated with that early onset puberty, which can lead to certain types of cancers and disorders. Specific types of endocrine disrupting chemicals include fire retardants, which may be carcinogenic, 
and impaired neurobehavioral, uh, neurobehavioral devel development, um, and xenoestrogens, which can build up in animal fat and may reduce male fertility. When you hear about uh, environmental estrogens and male fertility, they're not talking about phytoestrogens, uh, which are plant estrogens, which are you know what you find in things like soy, in tofu, um, which you know had that whole that whole myth about how you know eating tofu will give men breasts because it raises their their estrogen. That's a myth. If you haven't um, heard the previous podcasts, go back and listen to them. But that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about phytoestrogens, which are good for you. We're talking about xenoestrogens. Um, which are human-made chemicals like PCBs and pesticides that have estrogenic, estrogenic effects. Um, and like I said, they're found mostly in fish. So it follows that the highest concentrations were found in urban fish eaters, followed by rural fish eaters, and then urban vegetarians, um, and with the lowest levels in rural vegetarians. A number of studies suggest that exposure to industrial pollutants may affect sexual function, for example, loss of libido, sexual dysfunction, and impotence. Now, this may be due to effects of testosterone levels. In a study of men who ate a lot of contaminated fish, an elevation in PCB levels in the blood was associated with a lower concentration of testosterone levels. Testosterone doesn't just play a role in the determination of secondary sex characteristics like facial hair at puberty, but also in normal sexual functioning and in overall physical and psychological well-being in adult men. Abnormally low levels of testosterone can lead to decreased physical endurance and memory capacity. Um, loss of libido, drop in sperm count, loss of bone density, obesity, uh, and even depression. So these so-called endocrine disrupting compounds that build up in fish may be able to mimic or block hormone receptors or even alter rates of synthesis or breakdown of the sex steroid hormones. Now in children, these pollutants may actually impair sexual development. Boys who were exposed may grow up with smaller penises, though we're kind of only talking about two-thirds of an inch at most. However, being a guy, it's nice to have that. Um, we're not sure if the effects on penis length are due to the pro-estrogenic effects of the toxins or the anti-testosterone effects. So either way, you should be staying away from them, right? Um, in fact, if you expose cells from a, an aborted fetal human penis to these kinds of dietary pollutants, gene expression related to genital development is affected even at a real-life exposure level. And so these toxins are found predominantly in fish, like I talked, like I talked about earlier, um, but also in meat and dairy, with the extreme lowest levels being in plants. So I mentioned earlier how these xenoestrogens um, can build up in animal fat. And, you know, I went through and talked about the male fertility and the um, the endocrine disturbing um, functions that they have. But this can also be linked to a rise in allergic diseases as well. Sex steroids naturally found in all animal products, but actually maybe particularly high in pregnant cow's milk, may actually increase your cancer risk. Now, these pollutants are pervasive, and the CDC found that the majority of women in the U.S. are contaminated with endocrine disruptors, heavy metals, toxic solvents, fire retardant chemicals, PCBs, and pesticides, and a survey of California children exceeded the cancer benchmark levels for four endocrine disrupting pollutants. Now you might be asking yourself, what are PCBs? Well, 
PCBs <clears throat> are polychlorinated biphenyls, and they're industrial chemicals considered to be carcinogens. PCBs may adversely affect male sperm counts, like we talked about earlier, and like we talked about as well, early onset puberty. Exposure to organic pollutants, including PCBs, dioxins, and certain chlorine-contaminating pesticides, may be a risk factor for metabolic diseases, kind of like um, diabetes is. The U.S. Congress banned PCB production in 1979, leading to a decline in contamination levels. However, most U.S. women today are contaminated with heavy metals, toxic solvents, endocrine disruptors, fire retardant chemicals, all those things that I I mentioned before. Um, Except for people living or working around industrial sites, the most common source of exposure to PCBs may be from eating animal foods, especially seafood, but also meat, cheese, eggs, dairy, and poultry. Now, like I mentioned also, the PCBs can build up in animal fat and cannot be fully removed by washing or cooking. And once they're in the body, these organic pollutants and dioxins can persist for years. Pregnant mothers can even pass on some of their accumulated PCBs to their children through the pregnancy itself and later through breastfeeding. Now, studies showed that the children exposed at birth to PCBs from their mothers needed four to nine years to rid their bodies of about half of their PCB amounts. Now, further research indicates the top three sources to be fish oil, fish, and eggs. Like I said many times in this podcast, fish are a key source of PCBs, dioxins, and all those other pollutants uh, because of what washes into the sea. Now, farmed salmon averages almost 10 times the PCB load of wild-caught salmon. Use of fish oil supplements, even those marketed as being distilled, can also expose people to PCBs and other pollutants. And so it really comes down a lot to water, right? And we're going to talk about that right after I tell you about Love Goodly. Now, Love Goodly is a fast-growing women's subscription box with a mission to help women switch to healthier, non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty beauty and skincare products. Your skin, everybody, listen up. Your skin is the biggest organ that you have. And it's constantly bombarded with pollution and um, sun rays and everything in nature is hitting your skin. So you want to keep it as healthy as possible. So what they're doing are offering you a box filled with great products. You get four to five full-size products in each box, and it's bi-monthly, so you get it every other month. So you're not, you know, freaking out to use all these products in 30 days. Now, for the essential box, it's always valued at over $85, but only costs you 30 bucks. And the VIP box is always valued over $115, but they're only charging you $47.95. Now, they're focused on beauty and skincare, um, but you're also going to get either a wellness product, a healthy snack, or an eco-style accessory in your box. Now, everybody, they sent me one of these boxes. I'm doing a giveaway. Um, This box is their April-May box. It's pretty freaking rad. Um, I'm not a girl. I don't get, you know, excited over makeup, but I'm excited to see that they have really cool stuff. They have um, a an oil serum. They have, in this in this box itself, a vegan mascara. They have a um, all-natural facial bar, and they have nail and cuticle oil. And this box itself is valued at over $95, which is awesome. So if you want to get entered into the 
um, contest, the drawing, to get this box for free. I'm going to send you this box. There'll be one winner, but you need to go over to Instagram. You need to follow me, at Mainly Plants, and you need to click on the picture of the Love Goodly box. And then you can see the instructions on how to be entered below. Super easy to do. Um, people are signing up, so go ahead and get on it because it is pretty rad. Um, you can also head over to lovegoodly.com, sign up for their boxes, each or either of them, enter mainly plants at checkout, and you'll get $7 off your first box, which if you're going for the $30 box, I mean, that's like 25% off almost. So that's pretty rad. Um, head over there, check them out. They have a lot of good stuff, um, and they are a new company. They're growing wildly fast. Let's get back to endocrine disruptors, okay? So you, some examples of endocrine disruptors commonly found around the house, okay? BPA, I'm sure you've all heard of BPA. Everything's starting to be marketed as BPA-free now. Well, a lot of stuff. Um, it's produced in large quantities in the process of creating um, polycarbonate plastics and epoxy resins. Now, um, th these, these types of products have a ton of applications, including use in some food and drink packaging. For example, water and infant bottles, impact-resistant safety equipment, and medical devices. Um, these epoxy resins that contain BPAs are used as lacquers to coat metal products such as food cans, bottle tops, and water supply pipes. So it's very important that, you know, for example, those, those, those um, you know, big cases of water bottles that you can buy at the grocery store, those usually have BPA in it. And you want to stay away from those as much as possible, especially the worst thing you can possibly do is leave one of those water bottles in your car, it gets hot, and then a lot of the BPA will leach into the water from the heat, and then you drink it, and you're getting even more BPA than you usually would. So choose BPA-free stuff if possible. Um, those water infuser bottles that I have, if anybody wants one, let me know. Um, they are BPA-free. They're a high-quality product. Um, another example of endocrine disruptors commonly found in household goods are phthalates. Um, they're found in a wide variety of products such as vinyl flooring, adhesives, detergents, lubricating oils, automotive plastics, plastic clothes like raincoats um, and galoshes, stuff like that, and even in a lot of personal care products like soaps, shampoos, hairsprays, and nail polishes. So when choosing your household goods, you want to make sure that it's BPA and phthalate-free. Um, phthalate is P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E. So you usually have to, you know, read the labels and make sure you're getting good stuff. Um, so phthalates are also used in polyvinyl chloride plastics, which are used to make products such as plastic packaging film and sheets, garden hoses, inflatable toys, blood storage containers, um, medical tubing, and even some children's toys. Um, so typically the cheaper products have phthalates and BPA in them. But getting back to the water, Common medications like hormonal birth control are, by design, endocrine-disrupting chemicals and can enter the water supply when excreted as urine or when pills are flushed down the toilet. Now, in 2008, the U.S. Geological Survey, the USGS, tested water in nine states across the country and found that 85 man-made chemicals, including some medications, were commonly slipping through municipal treatment systems and ending up in our tap water, and also ending up in our 
rivers, and our oceans, which is why seafood and fish have the highest accumulation of these um, endocrine disruptors in them. So I hope you're getting the idea now. Another report by the Associated Press found trace amounts of over a dozen pharmaceuticals, including endocrine disruptors in water supplies of over 46 million Americans. Uh, I think I have another, st another study around here somewhere. Yes. Um, there was uh, New York City. Okay. Um, the source for the New York City water supply was recently tested for the occurrence of pharmaceutical and personal care products. Um, and many of the drugs, like I mentioned before, are excreted in urine and end up in waterways. So what they found were trace amounts of drugs like Tylenol and ibuprofen, stimulants, stimulants like nicotine and caffeine, hormones like estrone and testosterone, and some antibiotics. Um, there was some barbiturates found and Valium. Now, the levels they found were extremely low, but it's still in your water. So they were under New York's safety standards, but is it really safe to have any of that in there? Not really. Now, the concern is bioaccumulation, that building up of, of uh, these, these endocrine disruptors in fish and meat. Now, there was a national study done um, to see if there were pharmaceuticals and personal care products in fish. And they did find things like Prozac metabolites in fish fillets at higher levels than they found in surrounding water. So it is, it's showing, these, this type of test is showing that there is that, that bioaccumulation because if the fish has higher levels than the water around it, it's accumulating more, right? So the, the EPA and the FDA recognize that these endocrine disruptors cause adverse health effects to both humans and wildlife. So in 1996, Congress passed the SWDA, which is the Safe Water Drinking Act, or the Safe Drinking Water Act, um, which is an amendment to the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. Um, so this means that drinking water can be monitored or screened for endocrine disrupting chemicals. However, there is still no regulatory limit on these chemicals today. So you have a lot of gray areas here, okay? Um, so what can you do to minimize the exposure to these types of endocrine disruptors? Well, you don't want to microwave polycarbonate plastic food containers. It's, it's strong and durable, but over time, when you, when you use them and reuse them a lot at high temperatures, like in the microwave, they start to break down. Um, plastic containers do have recycle codes on the bottom. Now, some, not all, um, are marked with recycle codes 3 or 7, and that means that they may be made with BPA. So you want to stay away from plastic containers that have a code 3 or a code 7 on the bottom of it. So I hope you're all going to run to your stuff right now and see if you have a th code 3 or code 7 on the bottom of it. And you want to reduce your use of canned foods. However, a lot of a lot of companies are starting to mark cans as BPA and or phthalate free. So it's usually a little more expensive, but it's worth it. So when you go to the store next, you can check that those cans out. It'll say right on the can. Also, a lot of companies are starting to use boxes, like paper boxes instead of cans. So there are ways around it. Um, when possible, opt for glass, porcelain, or stainless steel containers, especially for hot foods or liquids. But even just for water, glass bottles are best. Okay, 
or specifically bottles that say BPA or phthalate free. And you also want to use baby bottles that are BPA free or just opt for glass or stainless steel. Now, when it comes to your drinking water, a lot of people around the country use tap water and drink tap water. In Arizona, especially, we do not do that because the water is so hard. You can buy medical grade water filters for your for your water filters. For example, I have just a, a basic Frigidaire refrigerator. You know, it's nothing fancy. It's it's you know one of those double doors on top, freezer on the bottom. It's a great. I love it. It's got the water and ice indoor. But and the 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 filter for it, it's like twenty bucks. I only have to do it like every three months whenever the light comes on. But I look up this filter and it's a medical grade filter and it filters out a ton of the bad shit. So it's all about mitigating, right? We do what we can. So you want to make sure that you're using the most quality products, especially when it comes to your water, especially when it comes to containing your um, uh, holding food containers, and you want to stay away from flesh and fish for another reason, which are these these endocrine disruptors. You know, a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I quit giving up meat um, and, and poultry. I'm just doing fish now. That's healthier, right? Well, not really. It's different. Um, so it's not healthy. It's not safe. Seafood is not safe for a variety of reasons. But what we're talking about this week is endocrine disruptors. So the next time you hear somebody say that they're only eating seafood, you can say, hey, you know, did you know that seafood has the highest um, contamination of these endocrine disruptors, which can cause cancers? They can cause, di- you know, diabetes, endocrine type diseases. They can make you impotent. They can make your kid's penis smaller. So, you know, especially when it comes to a man, if you're talking to a guy and you tell him that he has a higher chance of being infertile and impotent because of his, his seafood cons- consumption, that us- usually resonates with us. And like I said, really you want to mitigate where you're drinking your water from. You know, our bodies are by and large composed of water. Water is very important to us. That's no secret. You want to make sure that you're getting the cleanest, freshest, purest water. So I hope I cleared up some of the questions that you might have had on endocrine disruptors. They are often overlooked in the medical and uh, dietary community. They're not talked about a lot. So I want to make sure I talk to you guys about that. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Head on over to Instagram. Get yourself in the drawing. I'm going to be drawing next Friday the 27th for this Love Good, Love Goodly product box. Be sure to head over to lovegoodly.com. Enter code mainlyplants, all one word, at checkout. Get $7 off your first box. And until next week, go eat a salad.